Good morning, I'm Anna Marie, and it's time for Focus. Today, we talk about public safety. We've got Arielle Tapson in studio with us. She's the Public Information Officer with the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Whoa, that's a big title there. What is Tennessee Highway Safety Office to start with? The Tennessee Highway Safety Office is an agency within the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Our role is to receive federal funding from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and um, distribute those funds across the state in order to educate and empower all of our Tennesseans. So we have the money. We have the money and we distribute it out and provide resources and funding for officers. And of course, um, we provide messaging and advocacy um, in order to keep our citizens safe. Well, let's talk about uh, some of the, cam- you call them campaigns, right? Yes. The campaigns that caught my eye, you were very good at sending out the information to us at the radio station so we can get that out to our, our listeners. Uh, let's talk about maybe the Slow Down Tennessee. Let's start there because I was like, wait, what? There's signs going out. Can I get a sign? And you say... Yes. Um, April, I believe, 14th through the 28th this year was a Friday to Friday. Those two weeks we focused on Slow Down Tennessee, which is an enforcement campaign, but it's also education and awareness. So we did have law enforcement officers out looking for speeders and trying to reduce fatalities. But also we provided yard signs, Slow Down mm-hmm. Tennessee yard signs that were um, they were paid for by AAA, the Auto Club Group and provided by the Tennessee Association of Chiefs of Police, distributed all across the state. And we got many, many requests. We're so thankful for all of our Tennesseans who are very concerned about speed because they let us know the areas. A a lot of speeding is happening in residential areas. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't typically get a lot of law enforcement presence in those suburban gated communities. But we have come to find out when you have children at play and with warm weather, a lot of people outside... There are pedestrians as well. There's a lot of vulnerable roadway users that are being victimized by the dangerous driving behaviors that are happening all across the crevices of this state. Any place with a roadway is potentially um, an area that people are speeding. There's almost so much speeding that it's hard to um, enforce all of it, but Thank you, Tennesseans, for reaching out to me and emailing me to let me know the problems, because what we're actually doing is everyone who receives Slow Down Tennessee yard signs that provided their address for us to deliver, we are using those zip codes and those areas to map out where the speeding incidences are happening. Whoa. And so that gives us some more targeting that gives us more data that we can actually work with. So you communicating to us and uh, letting us know what's happening, that feedback is important. We do use it. So your voice is being heard. And just want to let you know how much we appreciate everyone participating. Mm -hmm. And next year we will, um, if funding is available, we will be providing these signs again. Um, So feel free to keep contacting me um, for April of next year, and we will get more signs out to you guys. Slow down, Tennessee. We wanted to all have those in our yards. By golly, slow down. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to stand out in the front yard and shake our fist anymore. Yes. <laughs> See my sign. Okay. And then are there other of the campaigns that you gather information with or are they campaigns to uh, educate us about a certain uh, problem or challenge that we need to be aware of? Well, you know, Slow Down Tennessee, that campaign was very unique because it was 
focused and driven by uh, through awareness mm-hmm. and through a grassroots effort. Oh. Typically, the type of data that we receive is through crash reports oh, yikes. or uh, citations, the number of citations that are issued. And so that will tell us how many violations are happening, what types of violations are happening. But the the actual customer feedback gives us an awareness point of view and gives us some data that's different than just crash data. When an actual crash occurs, mm-hmm. we can actually see uh, areas that crashes can be prevented. We're getting um, more preventative information and, and the proactive of our Tennesseans um, should be applauded because you guys are very aware of your areas. You want to feel safe. We all want to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And so it is very important for you guys to be able to advocate. And that's what our office, that's the mission of our office is to advocate for these Tennesseans and advocate for everyone to make it home safely. Mm. Um, But let's talk about May. May is Motorcycle Safety Awareness Month. So we want to make sure to look twice for our motorcyclists. Motorcycles are very hard uh, to see sometimes as a driver um, because they can sometimes be in your blind spot or just um, the distance may be too close for you to see them. So that's why you have to look twice. Always check your mirrors before you change lanes. Make sure that you're driving at a um, the reasonable speed, which would be the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure you're also giving enough space. You have to give motorcycle space on the roadway because they are vulnerable. They are not protected with a vehicle around them. So we really have to look twice for them. And motorcyclists, try to be as visible as you can be. Wear protective gear because that road rash is not pretty. And a lot of the um, most serious fatal injuries happen to motorcyclists. And you receive often brain damage that can't be reversed and um, spinal injuries and the damage that it does to your body overall, sometimes it can't be reversed. So just be mindful of your own safety and always wear a DOT approved helmet. Not every helmet is going to protect your noggin the way that it should. Mm -hmm. And your brain is very important. So make sure it is a DOT compliant helmet. And one of the things that I noticed is that sometimes motorcyclists tend to drive way above the speed limit and they can kind of come up on you super fast before you know it. So you really have to look. And it doesn't matter if like, well, it was his fault. He was speeding. You don't want to pull out into that lane and have a motorcyclist crash into you. You don't want to cause damage to another person, another human being, whether they were speeding or not. Yes. And there are often arguments of fault when it comes to motorcyclists, similar ways with pedestrian safety, there's often, and bicycle safety too, there's often um, this combativeness between whose fault it is, but ultimately at the end of the day, the motorcyclist is more vulnerable than you are. The pedestrian is more vulnerable than you are. So even if they are violating um, traffic laws, which they shouldn't be, and that's why we do have increased enforcement um, happening to be able to protect everyone. At the end of the day, you, the driver, you have the most responsibility because you are the most dangerous in that situation. So yes, the education and the awareness goes both ways, 
but we want to really emphasize the responsibility of the driver because you have the greatest impact on the roadway compared to a motorcyclist. I think that's going to stick with some people because we have the most, what did you say, the most destructive? Well, the vehicle itself is going to make a greater impact than that motorcycle will. Yes, it is. It can be feel very frustrating when you see driving behaviors that you don't agree with or that you don't like. But you have to consider the risk of danger. And let's also talk about seatbelt use because beginning May 22nd is the Click It or Ticket campaign. It will run through June 4th. Mm -hmm. And during that time frame, you will see increased enforcement uh, looking for seatbelt violations. And they're also going to want to make sure that your children are properly restrained. So throughout the month of May, just be ready to see more law enforcement, but understand why they're there and understand what your role is as a driver. You want to always wear your seatbelt because if you're not, then you will get ejected from that vehicle, especially if it rolls over and it's less likely that you will survive. If you are properly restrained in your vehicle, you have a much higher chance of surviving that crash. Mm -hmm. And especially your children, your children have to be in the proper seat according to their age, their weight and height. You can go to tntrafficsafety.org slash CPS That is our child passenger safety site where you can find a local fitting station in your area uh, to find a certified CPS technician who can make sure that your child is in the right seat and that their uh, child seat is properly installed. Over 60% of Tennesseans misuse their or improperly install their child safety seat. And it could be something very simple, the way that you installed your child's safety seat can be a matter of life or death for them, oh. but they are the most protected in the vehicle when their safety seat is properly installed and keep them rear facing for as long as possible because in a crash that rear facing seat is going to cocoon your baby and protect them even more than you would be protected in a seatbelt. Please Just everybody strap in, buckle up every trip, every time. And also I'll say Memorial Day weekend, people are going to be out on the lake. You're going to want to enjoy some beverages and it's a holiday. However, you have to be aware that you have to plan ahead. You can never drink and drive. If you're out on the lake, you're drinking, you cannot drive yourself home, especially being out in that heat possibly dehydrated and then drunk on top of that getting behind the wheel is not a good choice everybody just think ahead be responsible be mindful know that actions have consequences and if you don't think ahead and you and you decide to drink and drive not only could you end your own life but you could possibly kill someone else that you care about so just be mindful of all these different traffic safety initiatives And all of these safety tips, because ultimately we receive these federal dollars in order to provide resources to keep you guys safe. That's our our job. And our mission is to save lives, even if it's just one. You use the letter CPS. CPS stands for Child Passenger Safety. Child Passenger Safety. Okay, got that. Uh, So the check for baby, is that the same thing? 
Check for Baby is an initiative all summer long where we're reminding parents to check for baby before you exit your vehicle. Oh, so you don't leave the child in a hot Yes, car. heat stroke awareness is very important oh. this time of year through the fall because as we're going to grocery stores or running to events and, and busy, 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 it's very common for parents to sometimes forget that their child is in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And especially if the child is quiet and um, you just forget things happen. But we will see in the news every year that there is a child that suffered from heat stroke by le- being left or forgotten in that vehicle. So check for baby, check for baby. Tell all of your family members, all of the parents in your life, check for baby. You can even um, some there's some technologies where you can that will set timers or notify you uh, kind of like if you've not, you're not wearing a seatbelt or if you've left your keys in the car that ding, ding, ding. There are some devices that will do that if your child has not been taken out of the safety seat. So there are some things out there that you could research to help um, assist you as a resource. But ultimately, word of mouth, check for baby. Tell everyone, always check for baby. I heard a safety official once say, uh, when you get in the car and you have your child in the back, put one of your shoes there with the baby or put your purse there with the baby. Put something that you're going something to have to valuable. get out of the car before you go into the building, where wherever you are, that you'll you'll reach to get it and go, oh my gosh, that's right. I'm the one who picked up little Timmy from daycare or whatever. And sometimes if a baby is sleeping, you may think, oh, well, let me just let the baby sleep. I'm only going to be in the store for a couple of minutes. It does not take long for that child to experience heat stroke when left in a vehicle. So always check for baby and don't leave an animal in a vehicle during the summer months either. Even if you leave the windows cracked or down a little bit, it's still going to be too hot. So don't forget your dog and please check for baby. Okay. A minute ago, you mentioned the seat belts. And I just wanted to circle back to that just for a second because you said something about make sure you're wearing your seatbelt when you're driving. Do people still not wear them? Oh, Yeah. Because um, there are different reasons. The demographic that's most likely not to be belted is going to be males 18 to 34, most likely driving a pickup truck. Statistically, that is the demographic that is least likely to wear a seatbelt. So that's why we have our um, buckle up in your truck campaign um, where we really emphasize on people with pickup trucks, especially in East Tennessee, East the further east you go in Tennessee, the least likely people are going to buckle up because they're in more rural areas. There's much more maybe farming area, rural type area. So if they're on roads typically less traveled, they don't maybe feel like they need to wear a seat belt. But I'll tell you, our rural fatality numbers have become significant where we are seeing increased crashes in these rural areas that are in outlying areas. But those are, people need to be um, aware and following traffic laws as well, no matter where you are. If you're on the roadway, make sure you buckle up, don't drink and drive, and don't text and drive. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus, and we're talking with Ariel Tabson. She is the Public Information Officer with the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. And again, tell them what the Tennessee Highway Safety Office is doing is basically pushing out information to keep us safe. Yes, our role is to educate the public and make you aware and um, have encourage everyone to follow traffic laws to save lives. 
Are there statistics about who is more likely to speed or who is more likely to have road rage, things like that? Do you know mm. who is more likely to do these things? You know, when it comes to speeding and road road rage behaviors, um, that can vary, especially based on location. Hmm. What we have noticed are these different planned events like roadway takeovers, intersection takeovers, um, a lot of illegal um, street racing. The, there have been an increase over the past few years of coordinated efforts by, by young people um, that are setting up uh, just dangerous driving behaviors in the roadways. And so that has allowed officers to kind of be able to plan where these hotspot areas are that they need to be able to target to increase the amount of officers mm -hmm. on the roadways. But we also focus on times of the years when there are holidays um, associated with drinking or a lot of outdoor activities, because the more people are out and about and on the roads, they're going to be rushing. And um, so we try to be uh, increase awareness about that. Also, drunk driving can be a problem throughout the summer, as we do have many, like the 4th of July, Labor Day weekend coming up. So people just be very aware and make sure you plan ahead. And speaking of the summertime, you have, what is it called, the 100 Days of Summer Heat campaign? So during the 100 Days of Summer Heat, uh, we really try to focus on educating people on, of course, wearing their seatbelt, not drinking and driving, uh, not texting and driving. But we also try to emphasize education towards teen drivers because they'll be out of school. Um, they may be out and about during hours when they typically wouldn't be. So as they're increasing their driving, we want to make sure to increase our messaging and increase education. Um, if you are a younger driver who you newly have your, your driver's permit, then you still need to be mindful of Tennessee's graduated driver licensing laws. There are restrictions for our teen drivers, those who are under the age of 18. So you do need to adhere to the hours that you're allowed to drive. Um, you can only have so many passengers in the vehicle. Just pay attention to the rules of the road. They're very important and never text and drive. Why is it important to not have many passengers in a vehicle? Because it increases distractions. And for young people, you want to keep them as focused on the road as possible because they don't have driving experience. Their lack of driving experience is what's going to make them ultimately the most vulnerable on the roadway. They don't necessarily have the experience on how to react or what to do within your reaction time. Mm -hmm. And when you have more people in the vehicle, there's more conversations, there's more chatter, there's more music, there's just more for the driver to have to pay attention to. And when you're that young, you have just, you have a lot on your plate, okay? So focusing on the wheel and keeping your eyes direct and keeping your phone down are gonna be ways that will keep you safe. I have seen a lot of people on their phones, texting, reading, whatever they're doing, holding the phone, looking down and driving. A lot, lot, lot of people. Do we have information about that? Is it like? Yeah. Tennessee is a hands-free state. 
um, beginning in July 2019, that law went into effect. So no one should have a cell phone in hand while driving. If you need to make a phone call or respond to a text message, you have to pull over. You have to be um, completely stopped if you're going to pick up your phone. Distracted driving is also a major issue, and it's very hard to enforce catching someone on the phone and being able to prove to prove they were on the phone and to have that citation stick in court can be very difficult. So we try to really um, spread awareness as much as we can and emphasize the importance of the hands free law, because in just the few seconds that it takes you to view a text message, you could travel the distance of a football field. So. Being mindful and being focused is really crucial. And we all know what it feels like to be driving on the road around someone who is clearly texting because they're swerving. Mm -hmm. They're maybe driving too slow. Their behavior may be erratic where and some sometimes texting behavior looks similar to drunk driving behavior. It does. It does. You're like, what's going on with that person? Are they having a medical issue? They're digitally drunk. They are digitally drunk on that phone because if they're if you're not able to focus, you will display similar behaviors of being drunk because when you're drunk, your mind is not focused on the road either. You're you're mentally incapacitated. So if you're so wrapped up in your phone, yes, you are digitally drunk. That's how you appear on the roadway. Can you get a drunk driving ticket for that? You you'll get a distracted driving ticket for that. Yeah. Um, And. You know, that's that's something that we really need to emphasize is that everyone has a responsibility on the roadway. Ultimately, the worst consequence is death. And that's really what we need to focus on. Um, Less about citations and and court costs and that type of thing, although it's those are important and they can be inconvenient. um, Losing someone's life is ultimately the biggest tragedy and um, the more that we can be responsible and take our driving habits seriously uh, the better we can do to keep our family members safe and we want our communities to be enjoyable we want people to enjoy walking outside in their own neighborhoods we want people to feel comfortable congregating and using the road other than being a driver. So look out for those bicyclists. Look out for moms with strollers and Mm -hmm. people who are walking their pets. You have to share the road. What about people who are driving while they're tired? Ooh, drowsy driving is a big issue as well. I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. You, You really need to be properly rested when you decide to get behind the wheel and you can't make up for lost sleep. You've you have to give yourself the amount of rest that's properly needed. If you're drinking coffee and drinking stimulants and um, blasting the cold AC, thinking that it's going to keep you awake, it's not. You still are in a deficit. Sleep is, is like having coins. And when you run out of those coins, you're depleted. So if you find yourself on the roadway and you're falling asleep, then pull over, of course, but if you can find a rest area or a welcome center where you can just take a quick nap, that 20-minute nap is going to be so beneficial to you versus powering through and just thinking that you can make it home knowing that you're falling asleep behind the wheel. So pay attention to your body. Your body will give you signs and tell you when you need to rest. Listen to your body. Make sure that you 
are uh, eating right and taking care of your mental health as well, because um, that affects our driving capabilities. So be aware of the medications that you're taking because medications also could potentially make you drowsy behind the wheel or impair your driving altogether. Mm -hmm. So read that label. If it says that that medication will potentially impair your driving or make you drowsy, then you cannot drive. You have to be able to follow the recommendations on when it is an appropriate time for you to drive. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with alternative transportation. If you uh, would like to use public transit, it's available for you. If you would like to Uber or get a ride from someone else, that's okay. You know, we all need to be able to get from point A to point B, but we have to do it safely. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus. We're talking with Ariel Tabson, the public information officer with the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. And you spoke about looking twice for motorcycles, checking twice, make sure that there are no motorcycles around. When we're changing lanes, when we're making maneuvers in traffic, what about uh, the motorcycles themselves? Don't you have a campaign coming up for uh, motorcyclists themselves? The Look Twice campaign is our campaign for motorcycle safety because we want to emphasize the awareness of the driver because the driver um, has the most responsibility as being uh, safest around vulnerable roadway users. The so driver of the vehicle. Driver the of the vehicle. Okay. The rider of the motorcycle. Um, we want to educate them on injury prevention because although there are issues with speeding, which of course we want all of our motorcyclists to be driving at the proper speed, you will be pulled over for speeding. You will receive a speeding ticket just like any other driver. Um, however, we also want to emphasize that if a motorcyclist is to get into a crash, it potentially could be less survivable, survivable than if they were in a motor vehicle. So wearing proper gear is really important. Making sure that that gear is reflective is also very important because we want to make sure that you're visible. So if you have um, any type of reflective materials that you can wear, please do so. And also footwear is important. You know, riding a motorcycle in flip flops, it as cute as it could be, it's not as safe as it should be. You want to wear motorcycle boots or uh, whatever you feel is protective for your feet, but your feet should not be exposed. It's also recommended that you, as a motorcyclist, you want to cover as much as your of your body as you can, mm -hmm. potentially. So wearing jeans would be recommended as safer than wearing shorts right. or having your legs exposed because road rash can be devastating. And even though the, the weather is warmer, you have to make sure that your skin is properly protected. And um, like I always say, helmet use is vital. Your brain is very important to protect. It may feel better to not wear a helmet, you know, when you want the hair going, the wind going through your hair and you want to feel what it feels like to be in the sunshine. Um, that's great, but you have to wear a helmet. You've got to protect your most valuable asset, which is your brain. Yeah. And if you damage your brain, it's possible that it cannot be reversible. Um, and also those medical bills are so expensive oh, gosh. and insurance vehicle insurance is very expensive. No matter what you are driving, it is in your best interest to be as safe as possible because the consequences of a crash are very expensive 
uh, financially, but very costly to you as far as your health. If we see somebody doing something crazy on the road or if we see a situation that we feel we need to get some help for on the road, what do we do? Or do we just dial 911 if we can or what? Start THP. That will get you to Tennessee Highway Patrol dispatch so that they can send a trooper out to your area. So when you see a traffic violation, if you're able to, to see the driver's um, license plate, that could be helpful. The color of the vehicle, anything descriptive will be helpful to dispatch and letting them know particularly where you are. Um, that location, then it'll be easier for a trooper to come out and assess the situation, maybe put somebody on the road to monitor the flow of traffic. Um, maybe it's something that they need to potentially investigate. Star THP on your phone will get you directly to dispatch. But don't try and just pick up your phone while you're driving to take a picture right, or a video of that person who is... If you need to, to call 911 or dial star THP pullover, if there's any form of an emergency that needs to be addressed, pullover. And speaking of that, Tennessee's move over law is very important. So if someone does need to pull over on the side of the road, you have to give them space. If you're able to move over into the next lane, please do so. And that goes for uh, police officers making a traffic stop. That goes for emergency professionals that are responding to an incident, an ambulance, a fire truck, or it could even be a TDOT help truck mm -hmm. that's there to manage traffic. Um, it could be roadway workers. It could be people picking up trash on the side of the road. It could be TDOT workers who are constructing bridge work. All of those individuals are vulnerable roadway users, but they are just as important. So if you see someone, anyone on the side of the road, even if they're just changing a tire, yeah. move over. If you can move over, give them as much space as possible because Reading those headlines, even the one of the young Boy Scout from years ago, I believe on, he was on I-24 changing his mother's tire, mm. was hit and killed on the highway because somebody did not move over. Everyone's life matters. So it is important to follow the traffic laws and try to keep everyone safe. Thank you for joining us. That was Ariel Tabson, the public information officer for Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We'll put some information and links on the Focus Facebook page. Make sure you join us again next week if you can. I'm Anna Marie. That's Focus.